Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. And, of course, Rick Swan, our host that is, that is still here. And uh, he's also he's here all the time, but we'll get him on there one of these well, days. Well, I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> but good afternoon. He's day to day, but then again, yeah. somebody said, "Aren't we all?" We all. That's correct. Yeah. But it is uh, Tuesday, August thirtieth. This is show number two hundred nine, and the agenda is not too much different this week, but. Uh, Chris, why don't you tell us what it is? Well, it, actually, it is. It's a little different because the order has been changed in a drastic the way. The order, but well, not really the top. Yeah, yeah. But oh. because we've got NASCAR back in the mix as an agenda item because we've got the list of the people that are in the playoffs. And for those, we have a few NASCAR fans in the audience, so we'll have that for you. But anyway, we're going to obviously start with the panel. Uh, everybody go through and talk about what's going on. Then we got then what during the panel, uh, Sean's got a couple of golf items that he will do. And then we'll do, uh, as I said, NASCAR, baseball, the NFL. Uh, you know, we'll, if any significant cuts come down that nobody knew about or anything that uh, of note the last couple, three days, uh, I'm sure Rick and different ones will, will uh, fill us in. Uh, then we have college. You know, what happened last week in football? What's going to happen this week in football as we really get underway with week one? And then, uh, and then the NBA and the NHL. So, um, so as far as my panel is concerned, uh, you know, we're waiting, obviously, for football. It's only a few days away. Rick and I are getting ready to plan our fantasy draft and, you know, figuring out the date for that. And, uh, you know, but, you know, we've been talking about the Red Sox and, you know, we've been talking about the injury. You know, if, if you're going to underachieve, you're not going to make the playoffs, you're going to have injuries. Yeah, you got you got uh, people who underachieve. Well, now this could be because of injuries, but I went through, and this is an interesting, cool thing that Miss A can do. She can give you the current stats for people in baseball. I wish she could do this in uh, football. It's kind of hard to get her to talk to you about if somebody got a touchdown last week or not. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. But let me run down the big three uh, on the Red Sox and what they did this year, what they're doing this year, and what they did last year. And just so you can see what's going on, whether it's injuries, whether it's, you know, just having a bad year, whatever. J.D. Martinez this year is hitting 275. This is as of last night. 10 home runs, 49 RBIs. Last year, he had 286 with 28 home runs and 99 RBIs. Now, we realize there's another five weeks of baseball. So, you know, he might hit a couple more home runs or whatever. But you can see the big difference there. Xander Bogarts. Uh, this year is hitting 303, 11 home runs, 54 RBIs. 
Last year, he had 295. Well, he's hitting better. 23 home runs and 79 RBI. So that's a lot more. And Devers, 294 this year. 25 homers. Still hitting the home runs a little bit. 65 RBIs. Last year, he hit 279 with 38 homers and 113 RBIs. So, you know, you, you just look at it and you say, for whatever reason, and I think there are injuries involved with these guys, and I think, the, you know, there's been issues. But whatever reason, you look at them and you you can't have a team that your big three is doing that much less than they did last year, expect to be anywhere near what you were last year. And just to finish up my panel, I almost forgot, just because it's kind of a miscellaneous item, I'm just going to throw it in. Uh, George Foreman is facing a civil lawsuit. He supposedly uh, raped a couple of 15-year-old girls back around 1977, and I guess their fathers were working for them uh, in his boxing, uh, for you know, in his boxing enterprise in some capacity. And I guess uh, they were threatened if they didn't come across. They say uh, they would uh, the, the father's jobs could be in jeopardy. And of course, this is all he said, she said, and it just came out this week. And you know, we should mention it just to to get it out there. But who's who the heck knows anything about that? But anyway, so I guess we can turn to uh, Rick, and uh, he can give us our countdown for football and whatever else he wants to talk about. Nine days till football. Um, hey. Yeah, just a, a quick mention of the stats you gave, Chris. I, what struck me was Devers, and I guess it's a reflection of the, the lineup in front of him, but with 25 home runs, you should have a lot more than 65 RBIs. Yes. That's a, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he's um, batting uh, behind them, yeah. Uh, preseason's over. Thank God, it was rough this year. <laughs> um, the... Um, and I, the thing that caught my ear was um, I, I had to listen to a little bit on the radio of the Patriots game Friday night. Chris, that simulcast is awful. That's, I mean, I've seen a few simulcasts in my time, but it's always, you know, something's going to suffer when you do a simulcast. But it's yeah. always the, it's always that they do the radio telecast pretty, uh, pretty much broadcast. They should. And they should. and and the TV, you know, people on TV have to live with a little more talking than they used to. But these guys do do like a, a TV bra, uh, telecast, and, and the the, ra- the radio is awful. You know, they, there's no yard line, sadly. There's, yeah. You know, a lot of times they're just talking about, you know, I, I realize it's preseason, but they're talking about, you know, cuts and so forth, and they're not even saying what happened in the play. It was awful. I yeah, it was. And you. It does, you know, the people don't know how to do it, and, you know, Chick Hearn had the right idea, and he would explain it over and over during the telecast. He'd explain, you know, this is the words I view, he would say, and because we have people that are just listening on the radio, and that's how he did it, and that's how you yeah. should do it. It is. The, yeah. bull, the Bulls uh, had a good one back in the day. Yeah. And one quick... I got one quick story about the um, you know, last three or four weeks when we've done the panel, we've got to Perry. We've just talked about the um, Iowa State Fair, and, and, and we talk about the uh, butter cow. And every time we mention it, it, it gives me a little pain in my stomach because I, and I haven't brought it up before because I didn't want to interrupt Perry's uh, panel. But a little story. Back in the 80s, when I managed a, uh, an employee's cafeteria for the Foot Joy Shoe Company, if, you know, if you're into golf at all, you know Foot Joy's big in golf shoes. Um, one summer... We had, and Chris can probably tell us exactly when it was, because Chris, it was the weekend when we had the, uh, we played the baseball game against the Patriots cheerleaders. Uh, oh, yeah. I think it was yeah. like 82 or 3, I know, right around. But it was one of these yeah. weekends where it was like 95 degrees all weekend, and my cafeteria had no air conditioning. Ooh. So we closed up on a Friday, and I come in on a Monday morning, and one of my refrigerator's condensers blew over the weekend. And that refrigerator for about 48 hours was not just not blowing cold air, it was blowing hot air. <laughs> and one of the things I had in that refrigerator was a 30-pound case of one blocks of butter. 
And oh. he, that smell was, the, I mean, the worst smell you ever had mm. in a in a um, in a lobby you know, on steroids. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I hear about the butt of cow, I get that feeling in my stomach. I can smell that again. <laughs> okay. okay, so Perry, what's going on in the hotline? At least, uh, Rick, with with the butter cow here, at least when the fair is over, they donate all the butter, like, to the food yeah. bank. So it at least gets used, which is yeah. good. But... Um, we had a couple inches of rain the other night, which we needed. Um, the, the crops didn't eat it. The, I think most of them were up, but, you know, it's always good to, to give them a drink of water. And they got that the other night. And uh, college football will start here this weekend. Uh, Iowa gets South Dakota State. That's a good FCS team, uh, South Dakota yeah. State is. Um, Iowa State gets Southeast Missouri. Probably not as good. Um, no. And then Northern Iowa gets Air Force. Uh, Air Force is a, it's at least a reasonable Division One team, so they should get tested. We get our new announcer this week. I've been told over and over and over again by our producer in the 515. She said, you have got to be, you know, give the guy a break and, you know, don't judge mm-hmm. him after one game. It's like, yes, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Going to be difficult because when you're used to one Announcer, and then you have, you know, when we've had our Gary Ryma for, you know, 20 some years, nearly 30, um, it, it'll take a little getting used to, but um, I am a reasonable fan. I, I, um, I'll give him a chance, and I, I think he'll be fine. Well, the one thing is, it's too bad you didn't hear that simulcast because then you could say, well, it's better than that simulcast that the Patriots <laughs> did the other day. <laughs> But like I say, the Bulls had a good one when they did radio and TV together back in the day. That was a pretty good simulcast um, with Jim Durham and Johnny Red Kerr. It was interesting. Uh, The other night, uh, Chip Carey was on with uh, Rick Horton and John Rooney during the rain delay. And I wish MLB would not turn down their feed during the rain because sometimes you do get some good programming. And he was talking about, he said, the best dinner that he ever had. He said, I went out to dinner with... Uh, Johnny Kerr and Arnie Harris, Arnie the producer for WGN. Oh, yeah. And he said, Oh, the stories that were floating around at that dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was something. So, uh, but uh, it's, it's sometimes it's good. I wish, like I said, I wish they wouldn't turn down the feed so that we could hear the programming. Um, because most stations don't even, they don't even send it back to the stations anymore. They just take calls or well, yeah, whatever yeah, they do. do. Yeah. But uh, college football this weekend, Thursday night, is a big night. Purdue and Penn State, yes, Big Ten, Bill. Is yeah. that getting a lot of play in the state of Indiana? I would assume it is. It is a little bit. Indiana, of course, football, they they flopped last year. So there's not a lot of expectation. They overhyped it last year. But we are ready for football. They're really ready. This is a Colts town, though. So um, I think what I've heard, though, though, and I haven't seen Purdue's schedule, but somebody was saying if Purdue could could sneak this one out and beat Penn State, which Penn State's pretty good, but if they could do that, they would that be per- good. But Purdue might win nine or ten games. You know, Purdue could go yeah. eleven and zero, and it really wouldn't make his. It wouldn't move the needle as much here. Is IU going six and five? I mean, to tell you, this is an IU-based area over Purdue. It doesn't matter what Purdue 
outcomes are always going to be second. Where's the Purdue part of the state, Bill? It's in Lafayette. It's in kind of about 75 to 80 miles north of Indianapolis. Mm So well, over, the, so yeah. in Lafayette, it, it will if they oh, win nine or ten, it'll be some, but probably not much the rest of the state. No, not much the rest of this thing. When people talk about Indiana, they talk about Indiana University basketball, not Purdue basketball as much. I know Purdue's had a Notre good Dame team for football. Right, that's what they yeah. talk about. And Rick's right about that simulcast. I pointed that out to. Chris last year. That was the worst simulcast I've ever, ever, ever heard. And I want to see, have you guys seen if Sam Ellinger made the Colts as the third quarterback this year? I I have not. I have not heard. As far as I know, he was going. It looks like he was going to. And I I hope he does. I hope he does. Because I think another year learning under Frank Reich, and under Nick Foles and Matt Ryan backing them up, I think another year, even if he goes to another team next year, I think it'll help him. Oh, Nick Foles went, uh, he went somewhere else. He's not with Indianapolis anymore. Who is it? Oh, I forget where. Did that happened like the last couple of days, Robert? Um, that happened the last couple of days? No, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, no, no, he he was no, maybe, maybe maybe Nick Foles is still. In I think Nick Foles, is, Nick Foles is still with the Colts. Okay, he played right. with them Thursday. He played with them twice a year. You got that right, Robert. That does happen. <laughs> yeah, but he hadn't moved yet. But yeah. okay. Well, okay. hell, there's been three transactions today. You know, but. Well, things could happen, but I just haven't uh, seen that owner. But I'll watch the newswire and all that stuff. What but, what the one thing you guys. This could probably get on your phones tomorrow is the actual rosters will come up and you can actually yeah. go and look at a team and you'll see who's, you know, if a Foles is there oh, or whatever. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of these guys that got cut today. Foles is, Foles is there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah he is there. Okay. Um, uh, I said, hold on, hold on just a second, Robert. I see, Dave, I see your hand is up and when we get through the panel, we'll get we'll to you. We'll be right with you and yeah. I'm going to turn it over to Robert. I'll yield my yeah. time to the great gentleman from the state of California. <laughs> Right there. You go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry about that. I'm, uh, there's, like I said, there's been so many transactions today. Uh, I thought he might have been moved because uh, it seems like with him, it seems like with him, he gets moved every year for some reason, and he's a good quarterback. Uh, I'll make Pierre happy. Uh, Pierre Ian Book got released today by the Saints, but they say he'll probably make the practice squad. Um, but uh, as far as my panel goes, uh, I, I wish we'd get some of that rain here. We're we're uh, we're gonna have another heat advisory this weekend, so. Um, uh, so, oh yeah, our, our our summer hasn't ended, and boxing is keeping me busy. And of course, now with the start of football and and all this kind of good stuff, so things are pretty much normal around here. Let's go to Texas and see what Sean has. Okay, first of all, before you uh, get to talk about what I'm talking about, uh, you can send us an email, uh, sportsrounds at allthingsradio.net, or uh, 800-693-0595, option two. Leave us a message. If you want to be a part, because uh, football, pro football starts in a week, in a little, uh, 12 days. No, nine days, nine, nine days. days. Yeah. Nine days. With, but So get in this football contest. Go over 712-432-3642. Board number nine. Go check it out, all the details. Now, a couple things, first of all. 
it's below 90 for, for a high for the first time in like since May here. Cause well, we got rain coming out the electric but, blankets. Yeah, but I was telling the guys an interesting stat, and I know Rick heard this also, uh, about last night, U.S. Open, of course, Serena believed that she's going to be in her last U.S. Open. She hasn't officially said it. But, all right, 2001, August 29th, Serena Williams won a U.S. Open match. Albert Pujols hit a home run. Vladimir Guerrero, Craig Biggio, and Dante Richette hit got hits in games. August 29th, 2022, Serena wins U.S. Open. Then uh, Albert Pujols, when he gets the home run, and Vlad Jr., Biggio Jr., and Bichette's son all got hits in Major League games. So that's kind of interesting stat. But on to the world of golf. Of course, uh, Rory McIlroy came on. He is your uh, FedEx Cup winner. He won the Tour Championship. Scotty Scheffler, who's been ranked number one most of the year, uh, he didn't quite pull it out. Uh, Rory's been in, uh, he's always been in the mix in every tournament, which made him in contention. So, uh, he is your tour. He's your tour champion for the year. Uh, what couple things, this is, well, number one, live golf. This got to uh, Cam Smith is going to sign with live golf along with, uh, uh, some other not so big guy and some other guys that uh, Harold Harold Barner the third is a lot of people call him Harold Barner the Thursday he's going because he's always around on Thursday but never after they're going to go to live golf so but speaking of that what they're going to do all right this, remember they had the meeting before the BMW championship and the top 20 golfers now I got a little more clarification the top 20 golfers have committed to playing in 20 tournaments a year instead of 15 every other to keep your card. You got to play in 15, but they've committed to 20 tournaments. And what they're going to do is they're going to take 12 tournaments throughout the year. And they're going to have purses. It's going to add up to around probably $20 million. So you may see like the Byron Nelson, it'll be a higher purse value or say the, Oh, you know, just name your tournaments, a couple, you know, a couple tournaments a month. Especially and maybe one during when they have majors and stuff, they're gonna they're gonna elevate them to be like elevated purses and the top twenty have all committed. And also, Tiger and Rory are talking about doing like some challenge matches, say some Monday night <coughs> golf matches, which could be interesting. They're they're all talking about sponsoring those. So that's your golf for now. And on to I guess so we go to Dave first. Let's uh, we have two callers. We'll go, Dave. If you want to unmute first, we'll go to you, and then when Dave, when we get done with Dave, then Pierre will be up after Dave. So Dave, if you want to unmute, okay. There you um, go. Hello, hey, Dave. Uh, hey, Dave. Hey, uh, guys. Okay, you guys are talking about simulcast. <laughs> uh, the Vikings game. I was listening to that on Saturday with Denver. And they must have been simulcasting with the TV because uh, they were they, they were, were doing a lot of interviewing and not describing the play. Well, uh-huh. as far as I'm concerned, guys, as far as the Raiders Patriots game, your best broadcast would have been to listen to Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy on the radio because mm-hmm. the Patriots radio wasn't doing a radio broadcast. Um, you would have been better off hearing the Raiders broadcast. So, so Dave, actually, you can clarify, speaking of broadcast, you can clarify something for us because we were talking before the show. During the uh, playoffs, did the Canadian uh, hockey announcers travel to the U.S.? 
I'm not sure if they did this year or not. I think some may okay. have and some may not have. Be, because I heard this morning, Dave, that the in the playoffs, the Blue Jays announcers will not be traveling. Oh, well, that would not surprise me. Um, although yeah, they're, the they're blaming the government. According to Dan correct. Schulman, they're blaming the government. That's well, what he said. Which government? Ours or the Canadian government? He said he said the Canadian government. Right. Okay. Well, I, I can tell you, I, I I wish Dan Showman was on the radio. Um, on the radio side, you've got one broadcaster, Ben Wagner, and yeah. uh, I don't know if he if he wants trying to be a Vince Cully wannabe, but he's not doing a good job if that's what he's trying to do. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's pretty good, but that's me. You know, everybody's different. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's. I mean, he, he describes the play like it's almost like it's on TV to me, anyway. And but then he's uh, between pitches, he's telling all these different uh, things that that go on and stories and all that. So I don't know. That's just me, anyway. Well, that's hey, but broadcasting is always a preference, Dave. We all have different ones. Mm-hmm. That's right. The beautiful. Yeah, thing. that's true. That's true. Yeah, so Pierre, what are you saying, Dave? Hold on, what, real quick, Dave. What you're saying is it may not be the Canadian government because of some teams traveling. Maybe the Ontario not letting them travel. Uh, you know what? The Ontario government are are one thing, but the Canadian government have a lot of strict uh, restrictions when it comes to, you know, who they'll let mm-hmm. into this country. Um, uh, mm-hmm. A lot of why the, the broadcasters don't want to travel from Canada is that when it's not leaving the country. It's when they get back in that, you know, if, if some are not vaccinated, they want you to isolate for 14 days and all that. So it's not so much leaving the country. It's when you get back in. And, and, it sounds that, like, you know. and it sounds like, Dave, I had said over on the system last night about Pat Hughes and John Shambi. I don't know what the situation is with John Shambi, but it sounds like with Pat Hughes, it, it's just time off mm-hmm. and, and he, he just didn't want to deal with all the. Well, yeah, and, and I, I, I didn't know Pat Hughes wasn't there. I, I'm going to listen to the Cubs uh, side of it tonight anyway when I do listen to the game because I mm-hmm. prefer them over the over just <laughs> Ben Wagner. Oh, so. Okay. All right. Good job, okay, Good job Dave. Dave. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Pierre. Robert, uh, who did you say the Saints let go? Uh, Ian Book. Oh, Ian Book. Yeah. Great, great. And uh, – um, does um, does anybody know what the Saints got for uh, Chauncey uh, Gard- uh, Gardner Johnson? I mean, that's, uh, couple, uh, they got a couple of draft picks, Pierre. They got a uh, they got a seventh round draft pick for 2023 and a sixth round draft pick for 2024. And it looks like the Eagles are going to give him the, the contract extension he wants. New Orleans well, why would the Saints to... let him go as good? A, I mean, he was one of their best defensive yeah. players. Yeah, the reason the reason given Pierre was that they just they couldn't reach a contract with him. Yeah, uh, they they didn't want to pay him. Pierre is what it is. But mm-hmm. don't get too excited about Ian Book being God because the article also said when he was released today that he'll probably be on the practice squad. So. Well, just so, just so he ain't on the main squad, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. And Pierre, right. who does LSU open with this week? Do what? Who does LSU, LSU open with this week? Uh, Florida State. Sunday night. Yeah. Oh, that oh, be, that might be a good game. That's a, big, that's a yeah. Sunday night game. We have the big Sunday night primetime game. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. 
Uh, All right. Well, we could check out, speaking of new announcers, we could check out the new Florida State announcer on yep. radio. I, well, yeah. I, heard him, I heard him last week a little bit. I heard on Saturday. He was good. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of Pierre, we got NASCAR for you as we get into the regular meat of the show. And so the first thing we need to tell you is that Austin Dillon won the, uh, he got into the playoffs by winning last week's race. Where was that race? Do you remember, uh, Robert? Daytona. 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 Okay. All right. So he got in. So he's in the playoffs. These are the 16 drivers. And that was, a, and that was after the race finally finished sometime Sunday afternoon because they had the rain delay. Right. And it started, right. they had to push it Sunday morning. And it went like six, seven hours into Sunday afternoon. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so those that are getting in are uh, in no particular order. These are just what David USF got off the uh, Internet. Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, um, uh, Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, uh, William Byron, or Lord Byron, as they call him, Denny Hamlin, uh, Ryan Blaney, Tyler Reddick, uh, Kevin Harvick, uh, Christopher Bell, Kyle Busch, uh, Chase Briscoe, Daniel Suarez, Austin Sidrick, uh, and Alex Bowman, and Austin Dillon. So there you go. And now, what you I have my question. One, Chris, you forgot one. Who? Uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name now. Uh, but uh, he and oh, uh, he said there were sixteen, and I counted. I when I did it, I counted sixteen names here. But I don't know. Yeah, he just. But I think there's one missing. Okay. Well, we'll see. But anyway, that's what I got. And uh, the the question I have, Pierre, I'm glad you're here because I wanted to ask. So. I know in during races, there's all kinds of, you know, for the race, they do the, the thirds of the race, people get points or whatever. So the people that aren't in the playoffs, what happens to their points? Does anything happen to them? They're, they're just getting points, but they don't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. They're just racing to, for the prize money to finish, you know, first, second, third. So, so by, they can be spoilers like in baseball. They can take points away from other people by, exactly, you know, getting exactly points for different things. Not in the playoff wins. That knocks uh, the, the the guy in second place out of that first place and those and those first place points. Okay, yeah. So, all right. Okay. Well, thanks, Pierre, because I was wondering about that. All right. So, I guess we're ready for baseball. And Pierre, if you think of who uh, we left out of that list, uh, you know, uh, let me know. All right. So we have the MLB standings here. American League East, we have the Yankees at 78 and 51. They've been struggling on the on the road a little bit here with that, that losing to the A's. Only 16,000 people there. And, Robert, I was saying that's about what they drew when the Red Sox came in. So if you oh. can't draw against the oh. Red Sox and the Yankees, maybe they did better against the Giants, but with the Red Sox and the Yankees, okay. uh, that's um, not too good. Uh, with the Yankees this weekend, it was 16,000 on Friday, 36,000 on Saturday, and okay. twenty nine thousand on Sunday. Okay, they did better. Red Sox um, were about sixteen every time when they did. Yeah. Um, now um, the, uh, the the two giant games, uh, one was over forty thousand, and the other was like thirty five. So, but I, I I I don't like again. I'll say it. The Coliseum is a, is a disaster. I don't blame fans for not wanting to be there. Uh, you know. Um, you know. Uh, I. I I can't. I can't blame them for for uh, you know how they feel. Uh, the place is a is a disaster. So yeah. Okay. So the Yankees are seventy. Hold, hold on, Chris. Pierre, did you think of that name? 
Yes, yes, it's uh, Ryan Blaney. He was the only one to get in on point. No, uh, he said Chris said that, Pierre. So yeah, he did. did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, I can see it right here. I did. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I see it. All right. Okay. So seventy and fifty-one are the Yankees, and then uh, Tampa Bay is uh, seventy and fifty-seven. So they're like seven games behind. Toronto, uh, sixty-nine and fifty-eight. Baltimore, sixty-seven and sixty, and the Red Sox are sixty-two and sixty-seven. In the Central, we have Cleveland at sixty-seven and fifty-nine, Minnesota sixty-six and sixty-one. So that'd be like a game and a half out. The White Sox are sixty-three and sixty-five. So they're like five games out. Kansas City fifty-two seventy-seven, Detroit fifty and seventy-eight. In the West, Houston eighty-two and forty-seven. Seattle, 70 and 58. So that's uh, it's about 11 and a half, I think, that uh, Houston's got them by. Yep. Texas is 58 and 69. The Angels, 56 and 73. The A's are 48 and 81. In the National League East, we have the Mets at 82 and 47. And Atlanta is 79 and 50, so they're just three games out. Uh, Philadelphia, 72 57. Miami, 55 73. Washington, 43 and 85. In the Central, the Cardinals are 75 and 54. Milwaukee. This division is quickly becoming over. 68 and 59, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, not following this really closely, suddenly it's a six game lead. So uh, there's not going to be much drama in the National League, maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll talk about the wild card in a minute. But Brewers, six games out on that one. So they're losing their opportunity for the division. Cubs are, uh, you know, kind of in control of that third place battle at 55 and 74. Cincinnati 50 and 77, and the Pirates are 48 and 80. In the West, the Dodgers are 89 and 38, so they continue to roll along. San Diego 71 and 59, so they're like 19 and a half out or something. Yeah, San Francisco. And they, and they are re- quietly they are really struggling. Oh God, yes. Who, the San Diego the Padres? Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 You know, they, you know this. They have not gotten bang for the buck. They have done everything they could. You know, brought in all the names, and it just hasn't really worked for them and the last no, couple of years. Not. No, ever since they made all those trades, they haven't played well at all. So, the Giants are sixty-one and sixty-six. Now, Arizona, hey, they'd like to finish third. They're sixty and sixty-seven. They're only a game behind them. Uh, and Colorado, fifty-five and seventy-four. What were you going to uh, say, Robert? The Giants—they're a disaster mainly because of injuries and because of age. Right. So the wild card in the American League, we got Tampa Bay with the first wild card at 70 and 57. Seattle at 70 and 58. So right now, Seattle would go to um, to Tampa Bay for the three game series. Toronto at 69 and 58. So right now, they'd go to Cleveland. Uh, Baltimore 67 and 60. So they're two games out of the third wild card, still making a run at it. Minnesota 66 and 61. So they're just three games out of the uh, wild card. And the White Sox. 63 and 65. So they're actually falling behind. White Sox are starting to be on borrowed time here in both the wild card and the division. Yeah, I don't, I don't think out. people realize that when you get to, maybe not yet, but you get the next week or two, five games is a lot to have to make up. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. In the, it can happen, but, the, you know, uh, in the National League, we got the Braves. Well, remember, so they, too, they need two teams to collapse, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they need a lot, you know, yeah, and they've got trouble in the division and trouble in the, so they'll yep. be the next one up for the chopping block uh, maybe next week. Yep. Uh, Atlanta at 79 and 50, Philadelphia, the second wild card, 72 and 57. So the Braves, 
pretty good shape for that top wild card, and they would host uh, the Phillies at this point. San Diego, 71 and 59. So there, they would go to um, St. Louis right now at this, if this were to happen. Uh, Milwaukee, 68 and 59. So they're just a game and a half out of that last wild card. So um, the thing is, now do we know? Do they reseed? So let's say the bottom. Let's no. say that um, no, San they Diego. Don't. No, they, no, do they don't. Okay, so so San Diego. Uh, I mean, if Saint, you know, who's going into St. Louis? San Diego. If San Diego beats St. Louis, then they don't have to go and play the top team. They would just go and play the second yeah. team. Yeah. Yep. Is that what they're going to do? Okay. Yeah, it sounds, yeah. Yes. Okay. Aaron Judge is his tenth. Uh, is the tenth player to hit fifty home runs before September, which gets easier since you start starting in March now. You know, but uh, anyway, used to be you started April eighteenth, so that was pretty hard. But uh, now he's the tenth player to do that. And Albert Pujol set that record we were talking about. He waited till last night to do it, but he got his home run off his four hundred fiftieth pitcher. What's he up to now? Six ninety four, is it, Robert? Six ninety four. Six ninety four. So we'll see if he can get past A Rod and up to seven hundred before the year's over. So and the Cubs, of course, uh, the Ross, J- David Ross, and Jason Hayward honored um, Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina last week at Wrigley Field. Like I said last week, the Cub fans were classy, and mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. they did not honor Adam Wainwright because, unlike the other two, he has not said that this is his last year. So you don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to honor somebody and then have him pitch three more years. No, no, that's right. Walker Bueller is out. Uh, He's got Tommy John surgery again, the second one in his career. He's going to be out until the start of the 24 season. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. is going to be the hitting coach for the Team USA in the World Baseball, which is going to be next year. Uh, Mark DeRosa is the manager and will be played March 8th through the 21st of next year. And 16 teams were, were before, but now it's going to be 20 teams. It was canceled in 2021 because of COVID, so they haven't played it since 19. Uh, Taiwan and Tokyo and also in Phoenix and Miami is where the games will be. And then the semifinals will be in Phoenix and Miami, and the championship will be in Miami. Uh, so, And then we've got the schedule. The new schedule came out, and so we got a lot on that. So all 30 teams to play each other next year. Uh, so the division, it's 13 times. So it is not the way Sean and I had it drawn up. And I think the reason for it is somewhat the ties, like I mentioned. But the other part of it is, in order to get the season done, and this particular next year it's going to be between uh, March 30th and October 1st, in order to get it done, you've got to have some four-game series in there. And you'd basically have all kinds of three-game series and either have to do some crazy traveling or have a lot of off days on Mondays and Thursdays. And so in order to get this done, you kind of have to do it this way. So you've got 13 teams against uh, 13 games against each of your division foes. So that's 52 games you're going to play. Then 46 mm-hmm. interleague games because you're playing three games against the 14 teams that are not your designated rival and four against your designated rival, two at home and two away. And this may be alternating. They may be able to do it that, you know, if you're going to do it this way, I mean, I was thinking about it. We were saying, oh, you can't do it. It'd be like, uh, you know, the divisions and all this, they may just flip flop. So maybe the even year, the Red Sox go have the Cubs here and the odd year you go to Wrigley field. I that is, that is how yeah. it's going to work, Chris. Yeah. So yeah, that is. Is for now until we have the 32 teams, you know, so uh, let's see uh, three against the other 14. Uh, so that you have 64 games against the other divisions. Cause you got your 42 and six, 46 and 60 uh, and, um, 
46 and 52 for your division. So you got 64 games. Oh. So you're going to have the way that's going to work is you're going to have, you can have uh, three against, uh, as I said, is to get your four game series. I'd written down, let me find the thing. So six against uh, six te- uh, teams and seven ag- games against four, and they will rotate through. Yeah. So, you know, one Red Sox may play the Tigers six this year and then play the Tigers seven the next year, that kind of thing. And then, so they did mention some designated, and I don't know how long, whether they're finally settled on this, because, you know, the, the Red Sox, Braves, uh, Blue Jays, and, uh, you know, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Braves, and Phillies have been wandering around with this designated rival. They can't decide. But the way they listed it in the article had the Braves and Red Sox in there and Philadelphia and Toronto. So maybe they'll finally settle on that for a while. On opening day, the, the, they had a few, they had the whole opening day list, but I picked a couple of highlights. The Red Sox are going to host Baltimore on March 30th, and I do not think we have played in March here. I think the earliest we ever played here was April 1st of 2002. I know they played the Blue Jays here that day, so I'm thinking we have we've been away and played games in March in Tampa Bay and other places, but I don't think we've had a game at Fenway. But we also had a March 30th that Rick may remember in 1998, where it was 90 degrees. Oh, you know, that you never know what's going to happen with the weather. Yeah. San Francisco's playing the Giants that day in New York. I mean, the San Francisco's right. playing the Giants. <laughs> playing the Yankees in New York. Well, it's the, you know, you think about Yankee Stadium, you think about the Giants. But no, San Francisco's playing the Yankees on March 30th also. So that'll be interesting. And the Cubs and Cardinals will play in London on, uh, they got a two-game series like the Red Sox and the Yankees did the other day, the other and year. The, and two, the Cubs three, and the Brewers 19. also, Chris, play on that March 30th. Oh, okay, and but uh, June 24th and 25th in London for them. Uh, the All Star Game is going to be July 11th in Seattle, uh, and so let's see. Okay, I think uh, that's it for the schedule. Uh, any anybody they here anything also, else about the schedule they They're also going to start AAA that same week, and yep. uh, there are games that are going to be played in. Uh, the I Cubs are hosting that week. So, I mean, the weather can be anything from snow. Yeah. Very beautiful. I, if the I Cubs would have their preference, I think they would prefer not have to host, you know, that early and, and, yeah. and get some games later, but it is what it is. They're going to have to host in March. Right. So Robert, you heard a story that Joe Lakoff, the guy who uh, owns the Warriors uh, would, will be one of the uh, bidders for the angels. You think, right? Uh, yeah. He, no, he, he uh, told, uh, somebody texted him from KNBR when the story broke, the, the morning that story broke about Artie Moreno putting it up for sale, and he said, I will be the first one that puts in a bid, because he's been trying to buy the A's, the Angels, or the Dodgers. Those are the three teams he was interested in, because for those that don't know, uh, he's tried to buy the A's for a number of years, and the owner has always rejected him. When the Disney Corporation owned the Angels before they sold it to Artie Moreno. He was one of the bidders on them, but they chose Artie Moreno. When the Dodgers were up for sale, when the Dodgers were owned by Fox, he put up a bid to buy the Dodgers. They chose Frank McCourt. And Mm -hmm. if you follow baseball, you know how that turned out. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of his friends, who is also an owner with him with the Warriors, is part of the Dodgers uh, ownership group. And apparently he, his, his partner told him, if you want to put in a bid on the Angels, do it as soon as possible because you could get the 
you could uh, get uh, first priority before the bidding starts. So, well, don't feel bad for Artie Marino. Uh, he never won a championship, and he spent a lot of money. He did. Oh, yeah, he, did. he the, got one. He, yeah, uh, he, I think no, he took he, over no. in two thousand three. No, he he didn't. He did not win the World Series. No. He took over in two thousand three. Right. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was. I early. remember that was the Gene. I think it was uh, Disney that owned the owned them at it that was time. Disney that owned it at that time. Yeah. Right? But Ooh, he, don't feel bad for him that's because... That's a rarity, though, because Ken Rosenthal tweeted that he did have one, so Ken doesn't miss no, very much. No, he did not. Hmm. Nope. No, because 2002 was the championship, and it said, uh, you know, when they mentioned it, they owned it in 2003. But he, he uh, had 185... He bought it for 185 million, and he's getting to sell it for 2 billion. So don't feel yeah, bad well, for him. And it's probably yeah. going to be closer to 3 billion. Exactly. Yeah. And so. see, one of the reasons why Joe is interested in the Angels is because it's like the A's situation. The Angels need a new ballpark. And, of course, he proved in the Bay Area that he could build his own arena. He thinks that whether it, whether he gets the A's or the Angels, he'll be able to build whatever team he gets, uh, their own baseball stadium. So, And remember, okay. the FBI got involved in the because Moreno tried to buy Angels Stadium, and there's a lot of corruption going on. That's another reason why Artie's getting out because he don't want the heat to come down on him while he's still owner of the Angels. So, well, that ballpark. It doesn't sound like though the heat is going to come down on him. It sounds like <laughs> it was the former. What was it? The former mayor and and uh, some other mayor, city yeah. officials. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but it's interesting that they want to build that he might uh, want to build a new ballpark because that's only it's not, it's well it's you know it was started in 1966 so it's not the oldest ballpark in the league. It's also been remodeled a million times. I mean they've changed you know because of course they had the Rams there and they changed it for that and then they changed it back. So and it's not well, but he'll own it. Yeah. He'll own it though. Right. That's well, if he owns the land and all that, that he can do whatever, and that no, that's no. fine. He, he he said uh, both Oakland and Anaheim, because uh, the Coliseum was open in '68. Anaheim yeah. Stadium was open in '66. He said right. they both need new stadiums, and whichever team he gets to take over, that's going to be his first priority: is building them a modern. Right. So, modern but I'm just baseball. surprised about the Angels because that park is not complained about. People kind of like that uh, park, but you know. Yeah. And so, it sounds like um, I, I did hear. Uh, uh, Rob Manfred was saying that um, really, at least up to now, there has been very little progress on either Oakland or Tampa. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. One other baseball Rick, yeah, Rick, uh, go ahead. Uh, you were talking about Aaron Judge earlier. He also became <laughs> only the 10th player and only the third Yankee to have multi 50 year home run seasons. That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh. The Cubs. Go ahead, John. Oh, no. I thought you were done. Well, I was oh, we're, say, done. Also, we're nowhere near done with baseball yet. Oh, oh, okay. Well, no, I was just going to say because I have one. I want a baseball. The Mickey Mantle rookie card. They had the auction this weekend, and the bidding stopped. And so a person is going to get it for twelve point six million. Wow! Wow! Okay. All right. The Cubs are having their Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, on September 10th, and their uh, inductees are Buck O'Neill, who coached for mm-hmm. them, uh, Jose Cardinal, and Pat Hughes. So that's good that Pat Hughes is getting. How many years has he done the Cubs, uh, Perry? Oh, gosh, he, this is like 25, 26, but they're okay. making an exception for him because normally the rule is you have to be in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, but as we know for announcers, there's a whole oh, list yeah. of them who need to get in. So they, they felt that, you know, it for the 
Jose Cardinal uh, in the time, Major League Hall of Fame? That's my understanding is what the, they I said. I don't now, think so. He may uh, not be, but the, but they said that was one of the criteria. But no, he's not, it isn't for the Red Sox. The Red Sox have their own Hall of Fame. The, what the criterion for the Red Sox is the retiring of the numbers. And they will only retire Hall of Famers numbers, but they will put <laughs> – you know, we got Dick Raditz and Frank Melzone and everybody in the Hall of Fame. They were good players that weren't are not Hall of Famers. But I don't think Jose Cardinal's in the Hall. Of Famers. But I, I think it's a good thing that they're doing this for Pat Hughes because you know you know he he earned it. Mm-hmm. Oh sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I hope then that the other guys are in like Vince Lloyd and Lou Boudreau and oh, you know oh, the yeah. others that have. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, Ron Santo, of course, is, would in, be in both uh, categories. Okay. Julio Rodriguez signed a 14-year. This, this is what a team should do. If you know you want a player, this is what you need to do. And the, this makes the Players Association all mad. But, you know, and then again, and we'll, we'll talk about this. Robert's got some, some stuff here that he found out, and I'll re- mention that. We'll get discuss this. So they signed him to a 14-year extension for $210 million, which is basically a little under the going rate for now. But what it means is he can earn a bunch of money early, you know, compared to what he's going to earn later if you have to wait your five or so years to get to free agency. Uh, Dave, but Dave Sims told Tom Hamilton when when Robert was up late uh, listening to the to the extra inning game with the Guardians and the Mariners that uh, Rodriguez, after the 14 years is up, he, Seattle will have five additional years that uh, probably 19 years, and the whole thing would be 19 at 470. Is that yeah. right, Robert? That's and there, right. and he could also get other bonuses in the contract that could take it even 14 and 460. Yeah. Right. And Rodriguez is 21 years old. So if you want him to stay, now it doesn't mean, you know, 19 years is a long time. It may be at a certain point you don't. But what it does do is you can't, if uh, all things being equal, and they never are, but you figure that he'll be underpaid at a certain point. Right. You know, 19 years from now. But he's getting his money up front. And, you know, who knows where anybody will be in 19 years. So, you know, you know, the the team that's very good at this, Chris, is the the Braves. The Braves know how to – they know how to, to get their younger players signed. The only one that they really whiffed on, of course, was Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, okay, let's see. I guess there's a, actually an official, because um, I, I, I had written down the note about the, the Yankees drawing, but we already talked about it. But I guess there's an official, I heard the other day, a raccoon guy. The guy is in charge of chasing down and getting rid of the raccoons at the stadium, uh, Robert. I, I, don't know I if did you not that. know that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, what is this? Uh, uh, what's, oh, there was a trade here. Oh, 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 I know. Miami designated for assignment uh, Jesus Aguilar. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, – and then Tyler uh, Glass now uh, extended for Tampa Bay, one year extension for uh, for five million. Yep. And two thousand twenty four point. Uh, oh no! Then he's got more after that. Twenty four point five million after that. And right. then and uh, remember, Willie, this is the this is okay. the thing. Uh, for a player to be eligible to play in the playoffs, they have to be in your organization. By, se- by you know September first. So if they're not in by midnight tomorrow, tomorrow. Night, you can bring them in, but they're not eligible. That's right. right. Uh, Willie Mays is number twenty four is retired by the Mets. 
uh, on at the old timers game on Saturday. They uh, that promise was made to him in '72 when he was traded from the Giants to the Nets by Joan Payson, the owner of the Mets, and it never got honored. Uh, you know, the other ownership didn't do it, and so forth. Uh, and, uh, and Chris you know, Russo is not happy about the he he doesn't think that that it should have been retired. I think it, you know I think it's okay. In, in my, and he in said my the re- his reason is he only played 130 games for the Mets, and he said if you watched him in that World Series, he said he didn't look good. Oh uh, no, he didn't look good. But uh, uh, Chris Russo is forgetting where did he start his career? In yeah, New that's York. what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was I think a promise it's, that was made. It was a promise. It was a promise. But not only that, I think that was the point. To get him back to New York, you know, the Giants were not uh, contending at that point. They they got something back. And the idea was to get him back to New York, and he wanted to go back to New York because he, he liked San Francisco. He did fine in San Francisco, but he also pl- enjoyed playing mm-hmm. in New York too. So I think it was yeah. more about yeah. New York and nationally history than And it than sounds like else. it sounds like that, as you said, Chris, it was a promise from the – owner at the time and it sounded like steve cohen just said you know what we feel we should we should honor it that's yeah. correct justin Steele and adrian sampson did not go to toronto with the cubs because they're not vaccinated they're right. both well, pitchers and neither one were going to pitch anyway so it didn't matter right yeah. ichiro uh was uh named to the seattle hall of fame and the other members, and this is interesting. All these good players and stuff that are that are in the Seattle Hall of Fame, and they've never won a World Series. They haven't been in the postseason since 2001, but they've in their Hall of Fame, uh, and, which was established in June 14th of '97. Alvin Davis, uh, Dave Niehaus, of course, you know the, the announcer, Jay Buhner, uh, uh, Edgar Martinez, Dan Wilson, uh, Randy Johnson, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, Lou Pinella, their manager, of course, uh, Jamie Moyer, and uh, and uh, so that's that's pretty amazing. They've had and, good and players. Ichiro gave a very good speech, and he speaks very good English. Yeah, yes, yes. So got a little about Ichiro, just to remind, and of course he'll be getting in the Hall of Fame in 2025. And if he's not in a unanimous vote, uh, they should take that person's right away to vote because he should yeah, be. Yeah, because if Mariano Rivera can be unanimous, so can Ichiro. Okay, yeah. came into the MLB in 01. He was born 10-22-73. He was uh, Seattle 01 to 12. Then the Yankees 12 to 14. Miami 15 to 17, and back to the Mariners for 18 and. 19, but it was just the uh, Tokyo series when they played the A's. Uh, let's see. And he's still a special assistant uh, to the Mariners. He had 311 in his career, 3,089 hits. And if you add in his Japanese hits, the uh, all-time hit leader, but I don't because it wasn't, you know, that's uh, sort of a triple league, triple A league, 117 home runs, 780 RBIs, uh, 509 steals, uh, 10-time all-star, MVP and Rookie of the Year in 01, which, of course, Fred Lynn did in 75. The only two players to do that. Uh, 262 hits in, in one year, season, I think it was 04. Uh, and that's an MLB record. That's amazing. Uh, so, anyway, so great career. And uh, definitely, now maybe there's nobody going to the Hall of Fame in 23, but there'll be at least one in 25. We know that. Max Scherzer got uh, 11 strikeouts the other day, and he's t- tied for third for the most double-digit uh, strikeout games, 10 or more. We have uh, we have Pedro with 108, Clemens and Scherzer now with 110. Randy Johnson and is another stratosphere at 212, and Nolan Ryan is at 215. Uh, let's see. And 
Let's see. Oh, and Mookie. And, and I'm going to quote uh, Bob Lobel here, our former anchor. Why can't we get players like that? Mookie Wilson. Uh, he's the only player. I don't know if you heard about this, Rick. The only player uh, on Friday night to have three separate game tying or go ahead runs from the seventh uh, hits, extra base hits uh, for the victory after the seventh inning. Don't you mean the only Mookie player? Best? What did I say? He had too much speed for him to play. But uh, no, so anyway, um, yeah, Mookie Betts. So Bob O'Bell used to say that all the time. Why can't we get players like that? And the obituary we need to cover here is Bill Haller, an American League umpire, 87 years old, born in Joliet, Illinois. He umpired 3,068 uh, regular season games. <clears throat> Six, he uh, umpired in the American League 61 and then 63 through 82. Four all-star games, four ALCSs, which was 70, 73, 76, and 80. And then four World Series, 68, 72, 78, and 82. He was behind the plate uh, where he has his 3,000 hit on September 12, 1979. Uh, he was the last umpire to wear an outside chest protector, in, uh, and that was in 1982, the, the behind the plate in Game 2 of the World Series, to call balls and strikes. Uh, let's see. He, uh, he was the supervisor of umpires through 1985 and then the umpire development program until 1994. Older brother of Tom Hauer of the Giants, the catcher, and on May, uh, July uh, 14th of 72, Bill Hauer uh, behind the plate when Tom caught for the Tigers in Tiger Stadium. And uh, so there you go. And let's see. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, well, I forgot to tell that story. I, I got All right, I'll just mention it, and Rick can tell his quick little story. Rick, guess, guess who died? One of your idols. I don't know. John Walkenfuss. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Rick had a couple of beers, and he started yelling at Walkenfuss, making fun of his name. Uh, oh, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, it was in, in Fenway Park, the bleachers are right on top of the bullpen and we were maybe six feet away and it, it was just one of those days. I, I, <laughs> it was a very hot night. That was the night before you moved too. And it was a very hot night and the subway had been all tied up to get there and, you know, it was, it was a, a crazy day. Yeah. There was no indeed. mercy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he, he might've charged Rick, but he didn't. It was very nice. <laughs> So anyway, so I wouldn't have mentioned him otherwise. He only hit 262, but he was a utility infielder. He played quite a while, so, uh, you know, pretty cool. Okay, so any more baseball? Uh, no, but no. we do have Dave in Toronto. Dave, if you want to unmute. And while Dave is doing this, we normally don't uh, break into sports with a news story. But I will this one because it is a major story. Former Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev has passed away. Okay. Oh, wow. Dave. Go ahead, Dave. Okay, well, you know, Chris, I know you made a mistake when you mentioned Mookie Wilson. And here's the thing that I would think that would come across my mind is through the legs of Buckner. Yeah. 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 That's true. Uh, Okay. For now. Okay. Okay. There you go. Dave. Thanks for bringing that up, Dave. Okay. (laughs) All right. On to the NFL. Oh, another story, uh, Chris, real quick. Tony Clark and the MLBPA are 
wanting the minor league players oh, to, yeah. vote, to unionize. Now, should this happen, what this would do, you know how we always hear that when there's a possible work stoppage in the major league, but doesn't affect the minor leaguers. Well, it, w- it would if they take it will. this up. And Tony Clark thinks that at least 30% of the minor league players will vote to union. If you want to make sure, if you want to make sure though, that you have some form of baseball, you kind of hope they don't. Yeah. Well, would they go on strike on their own? Well, if they, if they unionize and they have their own contract and I don't know that they're going to wait around to whenever the MLB contract be up. So it might be a strike at a different time. Well, I think it would be kind of tied in with the, because it all goes back to remember those stats about the, where they're only making 14 grand a year. And triple A ball, and they're making less than. And in the G League, they're making thirty five grand. The AHL, they're making thirty seven grand. That's they're not talking about the million dollar, but they want something a little better where they don't have to have the. You know, they get a, they can at least get their housing paid for and stuff because that housing comes out of their pockets out of that fourteen grand. I don't think so anymore. I don't think so anymore. I think it's well. It's up to team. Used to it's team by team. It's team by team. I think. Uh, no, everything is run through Major League Baseball now. Yeah. Okay. Up until last year, it was team by team. Okay. This might be part of the news. If the pay goes, if the pay goes up for those who go to minor league games, which I do. Your tickets are going to go up. So just understand that. But we have other sports to cover because we're already up to about 4 o'clock. So we have about a half hour to get through it all. Right. And so we got Uh, the NFL to do here. Amazon and DirecTV have their deal to have the Thursday night games uh, over DirecTV to the bars. Not everywhere, of course. But, uh, you know. Yeah, bars, restaurants, hotels, casinos, all that type of stuff. uh, All those places. And they're hoping to have a direct a deal with whoever is going to do Sunday ticket for the same thing for bars and restaurants for ne- starting yeah. next year. Uh, Buffalo released Matt Ariza, the punter, who is accused of uh, a rape, a gang rape with uh, a couple of other people or one other person anyway. By, uh, two other, two other San Diego State. Two other, two other people. Yeah. And what it was San Chris, Diego State a couple years yeah. ago. It, well, it was last year. It was a seventeen-year-old. Um, is the situation and, and there is a criminal investigation, but, um, the bills, apparently the lawyer for this girl reached out to the bills in July, asking them basically what they were going to do about it. And he didn't provide them any details. Um, the bills lawyer tried over and over to reach out to the guy and he wouldn't return her calls apparently. Um, so the bills say they did not know anything about it until they, you know, they knew there was a situation, but they didn't know the details. And apparently the GM said he called around to at least 12 teams and nobody else knew it either. And he said no one at the NFL office knew it before the draft, because I'm guessing had they known there was something like this out there, they wouldn't have wasted a six round pick. Well, they had already they'd cut their other putter already. Yeah. Right. He was going to be. He was going oh, yeah, to be their punter. Yeah. yeah, he was. But yeah. now, of course, he's been released. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore has now won twenty-three of their games in a row. And the last time they lost, we have David USF look it up. Thank you, David. Uh, was the last exhibition game in two thousand fifteen? So in the Obama administration, as they like to say, you know, for past administration, you know, um, Joe Flacco was a starter. Yeah. There you go. Joe Flacco, Flacco uh, won a game uh, this week. 
He knows how to do those exhibition wins. Um, Tom Brady came back, uh, you know, last week and after a vacation with the family uh, in the Bahamas. Uh, apparently, he'd already booked it before while he was retired there for that month. And Giselle said, "You're going anyway," and he said, "Yes, dear." And he went uh, to uh, to the Bahamas in the middle of training camp, but whatever. Um, long season, and he'll be ready, and that's not a problem. I can remember years he didn't play a snap, and you know, or pretty much didn't play a snap, and was ready. Well, to, to, be totally fa- to be totally fair, Chris, none of the big time quarterbacks played mm. during the preseason, so he really didn't no, miss didn't. anything. And he said the rumors about the mass singer, they're saying those were false, although Fox is hyping it up because apparently there's a quarterback in a promo. for. So there's going to be another quarterback in the mass singer, but it wasn't him they're saying. That's what his okay. people are saying. And then, uh, so we have we're finally, uh, every few weeks we've been talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, speaking of Tom Brady and former Patriots quarterbacks, and uh, he will be back up with San Francisco this year. They did not cut him. And uh, so, Robert, you got the financial uh, terms of it, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's guaranteed six point five million, and then if he starts any games, he'll be eligible for other bonuses up to sixteen and a half. Yeah, and he also there's a no trade clause and a no restricted free agent, so it's a one year deal. So he can be a he can be a free agent in twenty three. It's not a restricted free. It's no franchise. Uh, no, no, no tag. No franchise tag. tag. That's what I meant. They can't tag him. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah no tag. Yeah. And they can't trade him. So he will be an unrestricted free agent in 23. That's and correct. They, and they were doing a lot of this. They could have cut him, but it was like, you know, hey, they play, they play Seattle on the 18th. So, you know, and, and then. Seattle was rumored that they, 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 they've made it very clear. You release him, he's going to be a Seahawk, you know? Right, mm-hmm. so. right. So uh, for the scoreboard, we do have the last scoreboard of the uh, relatively meaningless preseason. Kansas City beat Green Bay 17-10. to 10. Houston over San Francisco 17 to nothing. Carolina beat Buffalo 21 to nothing. Uh, Dallas over Seattle 27-26. New Orleans beat the Chargers 27-10. to 10. The Raiders beat the Patriots 23 to 6 in a famous simulcast everyone has discussed. <laughs> Atlanta beat Jacksonville 28 to 12. Cincinnati over the Rams in a Super Bowl matchup. I'm for a rematch. Uh, 16 to 7. Uh, the Bears beat Cleveland 21 20. That's the second week in a row. The Browns lost 21 20. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Tennessee over Arizona 26 23. Uh, <clears throat> Miami beat Philadelphia 48 to 10. I don't know what the heck happened in that game. That's wild. Uh, Baltimore, of course, won that game over Washington, seventeen to fifteen, and the Colts beat um, Tampa Bay, twenty-seven ten. Denver beat Minnesota, twenty-three to thirteen. The Jets beat the Giants, thirty-one uh, twenty-seven. I don't ever remember them playing on a Sunday afternoon before, but they did. No. <laughs> they used to always play Saturday night. And the Steelers beat the Lions, uh, nineteen to nine. So, and then I've got Lenny uh, Dawson's obituary here. We can talk about him in a minute. But any other current NFL stuff? No. Uh, have, I have not seen any major names on the cut list today. Now, you know, just because I haven't seen them doesn't mean they're not there, but we will, if we find out about them, we'll cover them next week. Now, uh, uh, there has been players cut, like the Raiders cut their first-round draft pick from last year. Correct. Alex yeah. Leatherwood. Rick, do you have any other major cuts 
Oh, I mean, Minnesota cut two backup quarterbacks since they traded for Mullen. They yeah. they hmm. cut they cut Sean Mannion and they cut um, Mond Kevin Mond. Now again, okay. any of these guys can end up back on the taxi squad, you know. So it yeah. doesn't mean they're necessarily or the, or they and, could be picked up by another team starting yeah. tomorrow. Yep, right. right. And the other the other kind of big story was the um, the Washington Commanders rookie running back there, Brian Robinson, was a big oh, yeah. of, yeah. of, of a of, of a car jacked and got shot twice in the yeah. leg. Yeah. Um, he was he was looking like he was going to be the starting running back this year. He's going to take wow. over yeah. Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, think, they really... think though too that he may in the end he may be able to play. You know, towards yeah, the end of the him out for the year. No. Right. No. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And any other. Uh... NFL notes before we talk about Lenny Dawson? No, no. Talk about Lenny. Okay. Oh, and we will next week because it just, I figured we, we were going to start to run a little short. Uh, and I don't know how much is involved. It doesn't look like it's too long, but we, we can talk next week about Ernie Zampezi because we can do that next week yeah, yeah. because he's somebody that people remember and uh, an important offensive coordinator. But Len Dawson died uh, uh, this week. He was uh, 87 years old. He was born in Ohio. He played for Purdue, uh, the fifth pick of the 57 draft by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Steelers in uh, 56, 57, around 56, they had Johnny Unitas. Then in 57, they had Len Dawson. So, and they didn't make the playoffs till 72. So there you go. They got rid of them both at various points. Now, the reason they got rid of Len Dawson was they picked up Bobby Lane during the 1958 season. And I'm not saying Dawson was the starter. I don't even think he was. But, you know, so he was down on the depth chart. But they got Bobby Lane in 58. Actually, I I need to, like, look up Bobby Lane on Wikipedia and find out what happened. I know he came over with the coach, Buddy Parker, who was the Steelers coach, who had been the Lions coach when they won all those titles in in the 50s. So, and Bobby, Rick remembers Bobby Lane with the Steelers, and I do too. But we don't remember with the Lions so much. But anyway, so then after that, he was with Cleveland in 60 and 61. He couldn't beat out Milt Plum. I mean, okay, I don't know. But he, had, of course, when he played with uh, Purdue, a, uh, uh, the assistant there was uh, Hank Stram. And he and Hank got to be good friends. So when Hank had a chance to grab him with the Dallas Texans, uh, he did in 1962. And then uh, Kansas City, of course, from uh, 63 through 75. And he was a champion his first year. And he was the starting quarterback in that 62 team that uh, won the game after Abner Haynes made uh, the biggest bonehead move of anybody ever did, where he said, uh, oh, give them the ball. It was overtime. <laughs> and so, uh, but they, they survived it. They won in double overtime a couple of days before Christmas in 62. And then they moved. And that was a championship. Uh, that's how stable the AFL was. Championship team left Dallas and moved to Kansas City. So that just shows you how good they were going there. So Lenny's oh. statistics, 28,711 passing yards. 239 touchdowns, nine rushing touchdowns, uh, through seven touchdowns in eight playoff games. Uh, he was a champion, as I said, in 62, AFL champion in 66, lost Super Bowl one to the Packers, AFL champion in 69, and beat the, uh, the Vikings in Super Bowl four, MVP in 62, uh, and then, uh, and then for the AFL, and then, uh, let's see, uh, he was a touchdown leader in 1962, two, and uh, let's see, uh, 62, 63, 66, and six, 67. He was touchdown leader in those years for the AFL in 62, 63, 66, and 67. 
And then uh, we talked about the Super Bowl already. Uh, he was the man of the year in uh, 73, uh, you know, the, what is now the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, but he was the NFL Man of the Year in 73. He made the Pro Bowl in 71, and, uh, of course, an AFL All-Star many times. Pro Bowl Hall of, uh, Pro Hall of Fame, and then he uh, made the Broadcast Hall of Fame in the NFL in 2012. Kansas City Hall of Fame, uh, 16 is retired in Kansas City. And then he was the highest-rated passer when the AFL ended. Uh, six all-star games for them at the AFL. Uh, he started to work for KMBC and San Francisco TV. Uh, I mean, Kansas City for, well, you know, that reminds me of San Francisco. Anyway, uh, 66, and he worked there till 2009 in one capacity or another. He was a sports director. And then he, uh, uh, let's see, uh, and he stepped down in 2009. 77 through 01, he was on the inside the NFL, of course, with Nick Bonacani and, uh, and Chris Collinsworth. Yep. And then he was in NBC analyst from 77 to 82. I didn't even remember him there. Man, been with Charlie Jones. I'm not sure who he was. Yeah, he was. He was Charlie Jones. That's who, okay. Yeah, that's who he was with. And then he did the Chiefs radio from 84 through 17, and that's where I really enjoyed him. Well, I enjoyed it uh, inside the NFL, too, but yeah. he really uh, did a good job on Chiefs radio. And then, uh, let's see, uh, and he was, uh, let's see, uh, and he's also in the Purdue Hall of Fame, and, uh, right. and no cause of death was given. But, uh, you know, great quarterback, and, you know, you don't, you don't think of him as one of the all-timers, but when you look at those statistics and all the things he did, he, he really is. You hear about all. You hear about. Oh, go ahead, Rick. No, I was just going to say I'd heard that he was one of only three that are in in the Hall of Fame as a player and a broadcaster. And I was trying to trying to think who the other two might be in it. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, Frank Gifford or Frank. Probably Frank Gifford. Yeah. Uh, maybe Merwin Olson or Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Know. Maybe maybe uh, yeah. One of the two. One of the yeah. two. You hear all the serious stories about him, though, and you you look for funny stuff when you know about people when they pass away. And yeah. Todd Haley, you know, was was a coach for the Chiefs, and he said he did post game interviews with Len after the games were over. And he said one day he said because Haley was injured, and he said Len came in one day and he said I was having to. He said I was really struggling to put my socks on. So he said, here comes Len. He said, he gets down on his knees and he said, I had a Hall of Famer putting my sock on me. He said, boy, do I wish I had video of that. <laughs> Kevin, Har Kevin Harlan loved working with him, he said. He, he oh, said yeah. they had fun together. Oh, yeah. oh and, and, yeah. so did, and uh, Mitch Holtis did too. Yeah, yeah. No, they had a, a, a good rapport. So, uh, yeah, and, and just enjoyed listening to him. And they did a big... I used to listen to the Chiefs pregame a lot. Once you got, you know, start to be able to get these things, and they had always a long segment with him, and he would just sit there and talk about the game, talk about what's going on in the league. You know, it was a really good pregame show because he was the most popular guy in Kansas City. You know, they were talking about the Mount Rushmore and one of the features they did of, of Kansas City sports, and you know, he'd be on it with George Brett and uh, you know, I forget who they mentioned, but a couple, three other guys. But you know, he was definitely, uh, definitely there. That's for sure. And they so, had at the exhibition game this week in Kansas City. They had the he used to do what they call a choir huddle, and um, and Mahomes come out in the first play and did the huddle like Dawson used to have it. Oh, okay, cool. All right, so let's bring on, on uh, let's bring football. on Jamal real quick. And oh, then okay, we're have Jamal. College football, NBA, and NFL. We got about nineteen minutes to go. So yeah, Jamal, yeah, I'll pull it up. In. 
Hello, how y'all doing? Good. Hey, all right. Okay, about the as for baseball, the White Sox. I'm all, after this performance they had in there against the Diamondbacks. I'm almost, uh, I'm almost ready to give up on them because really, I mean, there's no way they should have lost that series in my opinion. The first game I could picture, but the second and third games, no way. And as for the NFL, first of all, God rest the soul of uh, Lynn Dawson. He was a heck of an analyst, of course, a great quarterback. Remember him well from inside the NFL. And also, I'm pretty excited about the Bears and what they're going to I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but I say they can stay healthy. And if just you haven't said that in a few years. I think the Bears could be better than what people expect. As, but like I said, the Bears got to stay healthy. Yep. And defense got to play well. And other, somebody else other than Darnell Mooney needs to emerge as a wide receiver because, of course, the Bears didn't get Justin Fields another big receiver other than Byron Pringle, maybe. You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to do our prediction the next week, and uh, it should be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay, all right, Jamal. All right, so let's go on to the football that's on the field already, which is college football. We had week zero last week, and any highlights that you guys have, and then the uh, there was was basically one game last week. Northwestern beat Nebraska. Um, Scott Frost did an onside kick. I have no clue why Scott Frost did an onside Mm -hmm. kick. (laughs) <laughs> but in some ways, it may have costed them that game. And of course, oh, yeah, after the, and of course, yeah. after the game, you know, you listen to him. It, it, in a lot of ways, it, it was everybody's fault but his own. And I, I think everybody hoped that when Nebraska brought him in, that he was going to fix the Nebraska football situation. And I mean, really, right now, and there's that's one game they could still win. Who knows how many? But as of right now, yeah, they got, the fans are, are they they just want him gone. Yeah, they got who was it? Rutgers and North Dakota and some other games that I mean they should. But here's the thing: October if they fire him before October first, fifteen million. Yep, five million after. So that's uh, why seven but and a half. That was the only real game. Seven point five. Seven and a half. Okay. Okay, seven point five. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So what do we got for uh, we got some a uh, real uh, whole week of college oh. football week one this week. What's going yeah, on? The first Thursday. probably the first biggest game Thursday night is Purdue and Penn State. I assume that's a Fox game if I were to guess. Uh yeah, that'll either be Fox or Fox Sports One and West Virginia Pitt, that's another big one because they have not played since West Virginia joined the Big Twelve. So they're renewing the border war. That's a big one on Thursday. They were the back, backyard yeah, backyard brawl. Back, well, yeah, backyard brawl. They're renewing it, and remember that was on my list of top ten tickets last when I talked about uh, most thought after right. for the and. But those two games start up Friday, not really Saturday. ABC's got a good back to back doubleheader: the Chick Fil A kickoff, whatever they call it, with Oregon and Georgia there in Atlanta, and then no, I mean two top fifteen teams, and then Notre Dame, Ohio State, two top five teams. You got that game going. 
You have LSU Florida State Sunday night. Uh, what's going to happen with Brian Kelly? What's going to happen with Florida State? Are they going to bounce? And then you know, that's the big Sunday night ABC game. And then that Labor Day game that they always do, Georgia Tech Clemson. Is Clemson going to bounce back or how's Georgia Tech going to go? Oh, and then you got some other pretty decent matchups. I mean, you got. Got some like Texas has you know a throwaway game Louisiana Monroe and you have a lot of a lot of those this week not not a lot of the major matchups like you see sometimes but you have a few out there so well BC is playing Rutgers so that's uh, two conference yeah. teams playing you know like you know whatever so I mean well no 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 they're not con- no they're not conference I mean they're no not playing each other no but I mean two Power Five conference teams are playing is what I'm trying to say yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're playing so. each other, two power five. You've got a few, like I said, uh, but, I mean, those are probably the marquee games just to see how, especially LSU-Florida State, because Florida State struggled. LSU with Brian Kelly, how are they, they going to bounce back? You know, Alabama has kind of a throwaway game, of course, you know, as they usually do when they're not playing one of the major games. Uh, but, I don't think yeah. we mentioned it last week, but Nick Saban, I, we talked about it before the show, but I don't think we talked about it last week that Nick Saban got a, a big I extension. think we did. I think we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we. I mentioned it, but but anyway. Also, the big news in college is okay. Tune in live. It, you are getting your ninety-day uh, free trial with Tune In Live. You hear the commercials about it all the time, and in about the middle of the four, sometime in the fourth quarter of the Nebraska Northwestern game, they finally got it working because before it would tell you the game was there, but it wasn't. But it got going. Now, here's the deal. If you're talking to your Lady A device or you're trying to find it, if sometimes you have to say, for example, Florida State, you have to tell it to play Florida State football. Or I had an issue, UNLV. I did this, this is a test. I said play UNLV Rebels, and it kept giving me the old Miss Rebel. But if I said play UNLV football, so sometimes you got to play around with it, but it is working. And not every team is on there because it's up to the school's deal with Learfield and whether the school and Learfield come to an agreement to let them on tune in live. So, and tune in premium, by the way, because if it's on, if it's on, because tune in live basically runs all the live broadcasts from tune in premium. So, you know, anybody wondering about that. So, okay. And of course, if you want to, if you have a device that you can use like a, an iPhone or an iPod or an iPad, whatever you have, a Google device, you can get the varsity network. That will that will probably even give you more than TuneIn will. And they don't have a skill for Lady A yet. The varsity they do network not. is not nope. yet. They do not yet. But that's that's all I really okay. have right now. Yeah. So. Well, next week we'll have actual scores to put with some of this stuff. This is mm-hmm. when the show will start to really pick up because we'll have uh, yep. you know we'll have predictions just, for the NFL. Yep. Iowa yeah. just announced uh, that Spencer Spencer. Petrus will be the starting quarterback, so we're starting to see those kind of announcements in the college yeah. game. And, uh, yeah, so next week we'll have our predictions. We'll have college scores to talk about and, uh, you know, of course, the regular baseball stuff and everything else and probably some pro basketball. We have some of that now. Anybody else with college football before we go on to pro basketball? No. Nope. Okay, no, then. So the Lakers and uh, uh, Jazz made a trade. Lakers uh, traded uh, – Power forward uh, Kalen uh, Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson to the Jazz for uh, Patrick Beverly. So Jalen 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 Porter Tucker. So, no, it's Horton. Okay. It is Jalen Hort. It is Horton Tucker. Hort, 
Horton Tucker. Horton Tucker, yeah. Jay, but yeah. it's Jalen. That's right, yeah. Okay, so uh, you got one name, I got the other. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyway. So, He's the best player. And, yeah, Patrick Beverly. Now, I, I don't get the Lakers, and I never, you know, I mean, I guess it's to keep Magic happy. I mean, Patrick Beverly's a good player. I'm not saying he's not, but he's a good player on a team that's going for a championship. The Lakers yeah, keep LeBron it. happy, not Magic. Yeah. Keep LeBron not happy. Yeah, Magic. LeBron. Well, it, it probably keeps, if LeBron's happy, Magic's happy. But, uh, <laughs> no, you know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thing is, th- this is misguided. I'm I mean, I know what Danny's doing. He's trying to get a couple of younger players, get get some actual bodies. You know, he's been trading. Other, you know, he's, he's after draft picks. He's after draft picks, but yeah. he's got to put a team on the on the floor. And he's got these guys are, are second, third year guys, and they might have some potential. And we'll see about that. They're not going to be a good team. But Patrick Beverly, what I, I understand why Danny's trading him, but why isn't it a team like Miami or the Celtics or? You know, the Bucks or somebody going after. Somebody's got a real chance at the title, the Warriors. The Lakers aren't. They're a 500 team. What are they doing? Yeah. You know? I think if you, ask, if you ask the Lakers, though, the Lakers will tell you that they are going for it. Yeah. I don't think yeah. so. Oh, no, I mean, they think they are. They look like it, but it's, again, it's, it's with like... With the salary cap issues, it's what they can get is basically what it is. It is, but, I mean, it, it, for, for where he should be in the, the league... You would think he'd be one of the, you know, one of those six or eight teams that are really, you know, Phoenix, the Celtics, the Warriors, the, you know, those teams. Those are the teams you, you figure he ought to be on, not not the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Becky Hammond won the uh, the Coach of the Year in the WNBA at, because the Las Vegas uh, Aces are number one seed in in uh, their playoffs as they continue. I think we're down to the conference finals now. Yeah, uh, and uh, a sad note here uh, as far as a guy. You know, here we go with another big man, and maybe it could mess up his career for a while. Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, the number two draft pick overall for Oklahoma City, is out with a Liz Frank uh, injury, which is a bone in the middle of your foot. Is uh, yeah, fracture of the foot? And yeah. he had successful surgery today. So, um, but what the point is, who is the point is who is Liz Frank? <laughs> yeah. Liz Frank is a doctor. He was a doctor yeah. in France. Uh, David yeah. told But when that. you hear when you hear about a big man with foot problems, you think of Bill Walton, Bill you Walton. think of Sam Bowie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Odom, right? Odom, yeah. Odin. 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 Yeah. Odin. Yeah. And another injury, uh, but I think it'll be okay. Uh, Danilo Gallinari for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. He was playing in a World Cup game, uh, a qualifying game with Italy, and he, he tore his meniscus. He's it's the same injury as Robert Williams had. Now Robert Williams came back in a month, and but they rushed him back in a month. I mean, you could tell he had mm-hmm. some good games, he had some bad games. I think yeah. what they'll do now, this isn't the time of year to rush anybody. He'll probably be out two months, and he'll probably come yeah. back, you know, a lot better than Robert did when he came back from his. But he'll probably be out a couple of months. But I haven't heard anything official from anybody. But that's just my reading of it. You know, just looking back at what happened with Robert. But uh, anyway, because he, he played a couple good games and he couldn't play it, and then he'd play a crummy one and so forth. And then the other thing that was interesting today that just came in, R.J. Barrett re-signed with the Knicks uh, four years, $107 million, and could be up to $120 million with incentives. He's the first Knicks draft choice to re-sign with them, keep a contract with them, you know, to go into his second part of his career after the, your first three years since Charlie Ward. In yep. And, yeah. He, well, when he was. Yeah. 90, well, I think he signed the last. Charlie Wood signed his last contract in '99. But, but yeah. But still, I thought of our man D Train. 
when I saw that, yeah. I was like, oh, D-Train. Would, uh, you know, we all complain about our draft choices and for our teams, and we don't think they're doing – Yeah, you could be rooting for the Knicks. I mean, that's how yeah. bad okay. theirs have been, that they didn't even want these guys to come back. What, what? From, from the articles I read today, apparently this does not uh, stop them from also uh, staying in the in the uh, Mitchell, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. So. Yeah. Okay, so is he still with Utah, but they're still trying yes. to trade yes, him? Is. is that the idea? Yeah, yeah. yeah he is. Yeah. And okay. they're still trying to work out a trade. Danny's still working on that, but that does not keep them out of the Mitchell sweepstakes at all. No, and, uh, no. I guess I guess Mitchell lives in New York, and that's where right. he wants to be. So, right. Danny yeah. wants four protected draft picks, and the Knicks are yeah. only offering two protected ones. So that's right. Okay. Yeah. And all uh, well, and then uh, the Nets involved in this. No, he, he, no. Wants to be a, he wants to be a Nick. He doesn't want to be a Nick. Who, who, who would want to be a Nick? Wow. <laughs> well, he, I, I don't know, know if I want to be a Nick either right now. I mean, you know, the way they've, they've, they've yeah. still got uh, Kyrie to deal with and Durant yeah. not happy and whatever you got. But uh, anyway, I think both teams are messed up right now. Well, I think that's it, NBA. The Lakers also have Russell Westbrook, which well, they like. Well, we got that. What's, what's your quick NHL stuff real quick? Yeah, we got a little thing. We're done with NBA. Phil Kessel. Well, uh, what, what do you have, Chris, and all? Uh, Phil Kessel is going from oh, yeah. Arizona to the Vegas Golden Knights. He yep. has 982 consecutive games now, and he's seven away from Patrick uh, Patrick uh, Yandel. Uh, and what did you say? Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel. And uh, the thing is that he's uh, seven away, and uh, and Yandel is still a free agent. Not that he's going to continue a consecutive game streak, but no, he's still out there to, for somebody. Yeah, because that, that stupid coach in Philadelphia decided, well, we want to look at other players, so we're yeah. going to end your streak. So, you know. And he's gone. And Yandel's gone. He's gone. You know, yeah. that was all very interesting for Philadelphia. And also and, uh, for, for Las Vegas, they also acquired Aiden Hill from the Sharks, uh, and he's a goaltender. And Vegas is in need a goaltender because Robin Leonard is going to be out for the year with double hip surgery. So, um, okay. and very, and also uh, one year for one point five million for Phil Kessel, by the way, from from the Knights. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so and uh, training camps will be opening soon, yep. both the NBA yep. and the NHL. We'll and you talk about, about that. Yeah, you talk about uh, certain teams and and the draft picks and how bad they are and stuff. And we've complained about Don Sweeney here before, and they, the Athletic just put out an article where they rated all the NHL uh, farm systems, and the Bruins come in at number 32. Yeah, Ooh, makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, uh, like, uh, all those done. lucky Providence fans, yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. We can, any, any, um, um, anything quick, else? Uh, Jerry is up, and Dave is up. We have four minutes, so Jerry, make it good. Go ahead, okay, I have a... Uh, Sure. Uh, you guys forgot. Uh, congratulations to Hawaii winning the oh, yeah. Little League yeah. Series, thirteen to three. Okay. And my que- and my next question is maybe I need to call XM about this. You know, Perry, when you read the schedule in a, a college game and it says only online, uh, how do I find out how since my Google listen device- to the schedules. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Because that when, then when, on, when on they the do those schedules game, on Saturday, Jerry, when he when he when you if you know what time the game is, because you know what time he does the schedules, listen to uh, that. Be what, and I'll mention an internet channel. They will. will. Yes. yes, they will. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Yep. Okay. Dave, go ahead, real quick. Five twenty-seven twenty-six. 
Okay. Third time uh, caller, once time listener. Here he is, Dave. There yeah. you go. Okay. Uh, it'll be <laughs> interesting to see how Vegas does this year with Robert Leonard being out and and. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they do, and then I guess um, it'll be interesting to see how Phil Kessel does it there as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It will. Yeah, well, Very good, Dave. Yeah, Thanks much, Sean. Huh? Go ahead. All right. Well, if you want to hear this podcast again, remember you can download it at uh, legendoldies.com or tell your type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. Tell your smart speaker to play uh, the Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. Come back next week. We'll talk about week one of college football, more baseball pennant races, and our world-famous, very accurate NFL playoff and Super Bowl predictions. Check it out next. See you next week.